smooches. On this episode, we are recapping the Netflix movie Wedding Season. We've got a driven career woman trying to save the world, an MIT alum currently figuring his life out, meddling parents who are quick to make dating profiles for their kids behind their backs, and a summer booked with wedding invitations. So the two young stars of this movie decide to fake date to pause their parents matchmaking and you know what happens next except you don't because this daisy romantic comedy has some surprising twists some conflicts that we see as no problem at all and lots of family hijinks spoilers ahead hi meg hi liz how are you I'm good. I took a nap that lasted longer than I meant it to because my timer did not go off or I didn't hear it. And it's, I'm coming out of it now. How are you? How long of a nap was it? It was only supposed to be an hour, but and it, became... it, was, it had to be at least a couple of hours. I don't know. I didn't look at what time I fell asleep. I was just like, okay, we're recording after six. So I just have to be up before six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I just got done watching, rewatching Ex Machina. Did you ever watch that movie? I didn't, but I was very curious about it. But I don't know. I think that like, I don't think about it too much, but I think I'm scared of robots. Uh, If you have any pre-existing robot fear, the movie is not for you. (laughs) I did. I was really into Battlestar Galactica, though. So, I mean... Yeah, it's it's disturbing, and I, this is only the second time I've ever watched it. The first time I watched mm-hmm. it, it really stuck with me for a long time, and um, so I, you know, it's like disturbing, but I liked it. As, mm-hmm. I guess enough to watch it again, and so we just, me and Ben, just finished watching it, and I was like, I like that movie. That's a good movie. And he's like, Is it because all the men die? And I was like, No. <laughs> Not is just it? because of that. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I never would have thought of it that way, but maybe that's part of it. <laughs> anyway, and I went ice skating um, today. Very cool. I saw a video of it. It looked fun and cute. Um, Oscar Isaac is in that, right? Yeah. And, and so at the Donald. time I didn't know who he was. Yeah. And Alicia Vikander. Okay. And oh shit, what's her name from Crazy Rich Asians? She plays Lily in that. Gemma movie. Chan? No. Um, not Constantine. She's like the model cousin. Sonoya One who's getting married? Oh, not Lily. That's the wrong name. Araminta Lee. Yeah, she's the one who's getting married. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know Jimmy Yang was in that too. Okay. Wow. I'm going to have to rewatch Crazy Rotations, actually. Yeah. I wonder Mm. if the sequel is happening. Mm, Good question. I'm pretty sure that the director is doing Wicked, and Um. they're now going to release Wicked in two parts because they said that they can't (laughs) do it in, they can't do justice to the story in that runtime for one movie. And it's like, but it's a stage play that has a movie length runtime. So like the math ain't mathing. I signed a petition to keep James Corden from being cast in in that movie. (laughs) I shit you not. (laughs) Can I tell you that the James Corden hatred was a surprise to me? Okay. Um, because I, my first exposure to him was in Doctor Who. And I don't know if people hated him in Doctor Who, but I loved him in the two episodes that he was in. So it wasn't until recently that I like learned that people hate James Corden and that he's maybe a dipshit. Like, I think Jimmy Fallon is a dipshit. Yeah. Yeah. And Ellen DeGeneres obviously turned out to be a dipshit. Uh iconic thank you dakota johnson for your service (laughs) well if your only exposure to james corden is two episodes where he plays like a side character on doctor Mm -hmm. who that's not enough to be annoying it's just like when this prolonged 
prolonged exposure and where he has to be in everything that's a musical. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, so I looked up the Crazy Rich Asians film, two sequels based on the novel's follow-ups, China Rich Girlfriend and Rich People Problems were for a while in development, but are now on prolonged hiatus. So I don't think that's going to happen. I wonder how much of that was because of Constance Wu having a mental health hiatus, but also oh, the way- yeah, I wasn't either until she came back. Okay. Okay. So in the second book, mm-hmm. Constance Wu's character is still pretty front and center. But by the third one, she is basically a side character. Yeah. Yeah. So Anywho. I guess we're just going to have to think of what could have been with Kitty Pong. <laughs> I know. You know, the book's gave me enough i don't i don't know that i need the movie necessarily but speaking of mm, south asian rom-coms we're talking about wedding season wedding season which does not take place in south asia it takes place hmm, in jersey for the most part yes in jersey and there was a lot that made me think of another south asian media property that takes Mm. place in jersey and that's ms marvel oh okay and and i saw i saw this great video about like why the like token white person representation in this movie was extra bad yeah compared to the token white person representation in ms marvel Uh and it just made so much sense to me like the difference in how the dude in this movie and bruno and ms marvel interact with daisy culture Mm -hmm. so uh we can get into that when we talk about that abysmal subplot in this otherwise delightful fucking confection yeah i was real on board with the whole movie until like the last i don't know 10 5 to 10 minutes yeah <laughs> then it really lost me mm-hmm. but i mean i said this while we were watching i felt that the acting caliber of this particular netflix original is above what i've come to expect and then i <laughs> responded are you saying that like you did not get a Juilliard level performance (laughs) from Vanessa Hudgens and Vanessa Hudgens and Vanessa Hudgens and (laughs) Vanessa Hudgens no Vanessa Hudgens yesterday Vanessa (laughs) Hudgens today Vanessa Hudgens forever (laughs) it's not just her like I I have watched a lot of Netflix original rom-coms a lot and they're generally I mean, I like them because they're bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was like really refreshing. I thought especially our our hero, Ravi. Great. Super well acted. Yes. Super fucking charming. Loved it. But uh, man, the, the wrap up on the plot there was a tough hang for me. Mm-hmm. It leaned into all the grand gesture things that I don't like. Yeah. It was, we were just kind of cringing our way through the last yeah. <laughs> okay so we have asha who's our heroine one of the most beautiful women alive yeah i'm sure yeah (laughs) impeccable eyebrows i'm really i'm into eyebrows and hers are amazing so we're we're led to know that she has recently had a pretty big life change i'm Mm -hmm. not sure how recently but um she was engaged to someone named Krush, broke it off. Did she break it off or did he break it off? Okay. They are very unclear. What I have pieced together is she says that she blew up her engagement. Okay. And she says that Krish never believed in her and would tell her that he didn't believe in her. So I'm assuming that him being negative about her career led to her breaking off the engagement and he promptly took up with a younger woman. Mm. And I don't know if he was like shitting on her career aspirations or her current career because she ended up quitting that job anyway 
left her banking career to mm-hmm. be in this sort of microloans. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I would call it like a startup exactly, but there's only like three people in their office and they're like that we investors. see. That it we seems see. like it's a bigger office, but we only see three people, <laughs> three people in her office. office. Yeah. yeah. Um they do they're angel investors. They they do microloans and she's relatively new to the company and trying to prove herself. I think she also took the opportunity to to move away and move out of her her family's home at the same time so she's like i'm just gonna have a fresh start um and her mom and dad seem like pretty supportive of that like they sometimes her mom especially will sometimes be like oh you shouldn't have left banking it was more financially secure but the real thing that her mom wants is her to hurry up and get engaged to someone else to prove that they're not ashamed mm-hmm. of what she, however she blew it up. Her dad seems a little bit more middle of the road on that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, don't rush her. Don't pressure her. Don't, if it happens, it happens. Uh, so sh- the mom makes a dating profile for Asha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is the introduction of the movie, which is a voiceover over Asha's life, mm-hmm. showing how everything about this profile is false. It says that she loves fi- fine dining. We see her fall asleep eating Chinese food and Taco Bell out of mm-hmm. packages. Mm-hmm. Um, why can't I describe takeout right now? Like a human. <laughs> <laughs> out of packages. Out of packages. <laughs> What the fuck? Okay. Um, and like when the voiceover she, says that she I love when she eats the coffee grounds out of the coffee. Oh, yes. And the voiceover said that she's resourceful. Like either yeah. the coffee maker wasn't working or she was out of time and she's like, okay, fuck, like spoon she full loves of coffee grounds. Yeah. Yeah. In my mouth, wash it down with milk. Yeah, hey. she's she's a simple girl simple tastes um she has a she's what are they i don't i forget what they say she does by day uh but by night tries to save the world by day and then by night she lives a simple quiet Quiet traditional life life, stays home yeah (laughs) (laughs) which like who i want to know who she was out with i hope yeah because it doesn't seem like she has friends friends She is very much like about her work. Yeah. If she's just going to the club by herself, then that's awesome. I'm yeah, I support I, her. I, I think I think that actually I, I could see her doing that. Yeah, love that, that makes for sense her. To me. Love that yeah. journey for her. But if she has time to go out to the club, you'd think she would have time to go to these weddings and not have her laptop out at the reception. Yes, but she did have this like big project that came up in this movie yeah yeah so okay so the deal is that it's wedding season approaches uh i think her family has like 17 or 19 weddings that they've all been invited ungodly amount yeah um and she's like mom do you need to take down this fake dating profile for me i don't want to do that And then her sister kind of talks her into compromising and is like, okay, um, you know, just, just go on this date or go to these weddings and that'll get them off your back. So she agrees to meet Ravi on this date that her mom has set up Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and to go to the weddings instead of skipping them. And then we learned that Robbie's in the same kind of situation where his mom also made a dating. His profile. dad wrote it. Oh, his dad did. Yeah. Okay, okay. So his dad wrote this profile that was basically like the male version of mm-hmm. Asha's, and it makes it seem like he's very hardworking and um, successful, and really hypes up the fact that he went to MIT. Which, yeah, and ha- that he has a startup. Yeah. Um, big spoiler: he went to MIT. He didn't finish. Because 16-year-olds going to college don't know what the fuck they're doing. And I love that representation of like... Here's the thing. Everyone (laughs) acts like he's garbage because of that. Yes. He's fucking a 
loaded. He, he is, is so rich. Okay. We're going to go on a journey. <laughs> and the journey is going to end with us finding out that this man is a famous and successful international DJ who also did some parties for Facebook back in the day before they were really a thing and before they could afford to pay him. So they gave him stock. So he is a millionaire who has a charity that he uses to support homeless shelters and also his parents' struggling restaurants. And that (laughs) is the big fucking problem of this movie also can i I was thinking about this last night after we watched it i was like they are having a big fight on the front lawn he explains in one sentence that he's a millionaire (laughs) because he got (laughs) early stock options in facebook and it's just like almost a throwaway line like you could miss it you had to go facebook you would have missed what yeah. happened. And that's like, that should be the whole fucking movie. To me. Yeah. <laughs> he and- is a shame and a burden upon his family <laughs> because he is a famous international DJ <laughs> with early stock in Facebook. So I have to admit that I was like a little more impressed when I thought he made all of his money by just his DJing. In a way he did, but yes, I also had the same feeling of like, oh, like he's like fucking, who is a DJ who isn't Skrillex or Calvin Harris or Paris Hilton? (laughs) I mean, hell if I know. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's David Guetta. Okay, there you go. Hilarious. Um, Yeah, and so, but somehow this is a bad thing. Like, this is not, you're hitting the jackpot. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, a shame and a disappointment. He um, lied. over a lot. <laughs> he li- we'll get back to it, but like, <laughs> he lied about how awesome he is. <laughs> right. He undersold himself and now you're pissed. And that's, <laughs> and that's the big conflict of this movie, which honestly, like, sure like i need less conflict (laughs) in the world that's fine yeah i just wanted even less because like to me it's like wow this is so great everything i ever wanted okay let's let's go back okay that was a good sound oh thank you yeah agree that they're going to go on this fucking date that their parents set them up at they go to a diner Mm -hmm. she orders a burger he orders the same she's like i thought you were a vegetarian he's like i am not a vegetarian that was (laughs) one of many lies and Mm -hmm. she gets straight to the point like look this isn't gonna happen i am not interested in dating i don't Mm -hmm. have time for this i'm just here to try to get my parents off of my back right um also if you want to know about me i blew up my life and my engagement and i'm a disappointment to my parents because i left wall street to go uh be an angel investor Mm -hmm. and i uh work too much and I like like doing that. I like it so much. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so that's the deal. So, and he's like, oh, cool. I don't work at all right now. I'm taking a break. Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, see, this is never going to work. And he's like, "Hmm, you sure? (laughs) And he takes it as a challenge. Yeah. But he does end up leaving the date. He takes his burgers and leaves. Yeah, he's like, okay, yeah, you don't want to waste time? Neither do I. Yeah, and she (laughs) ends up eating his fries, which I also fucking respect. (laughs) They were like sloppy Joe fries. Yeah, kind of, I don't know. The thought of like pouring a can of manwich like over top of fries makes me feel a little bit sick. But um, they do run into each other again 
at the next wedding that they're both invited to. Mm-hmm. And all of the aunties are kind of shading Asha for having broken her engagement and not being mm-hmm. with someone else. And she just doesn't want to take it anymore. And she's like, oh, don't you know, I already found someone else. It's mm-hmm. Robbie here. Yeah. Look at how great we are together. And he's like, oh, are, are we great together? Yeah. And uh, so oh, go ahead. First Miss Marvel parallel. Um, in Miss Marvel, there is a group of aunties in the Muslim community that Kamala is a part of mm-hmm. that uh, she refers to as the Illuminantes because they know Amazing. all. <laughs> that's so, iconic. So that's uh, this movie's version of the Illuminantes. There's one particular auntie that is kind of like villain and she's like pinky. Pinky. Pinky, yeah. Um, so apropos of this like light hazing by pinky mm-hmm. auntie, um, Asha's like, hey, listen, you don't want to be bothered by the families. I don't want to be bothered by the families. Let's just lean into this fake date, be each other's dates for all these weddings. And that way we can just enjoy our lives otherwise. And he's like, not really interested in it. Um, he, he's like, I don't mind, you know, like just being part of the normal traditions that happen at these weddings. Um, and she's like, yeah, but your parents are like, mega disappointed in you so just do this to make them happy and he's like well damn when she's right she's right it's a little bit of a simon and daphne okay yeah except it's not to make her more eligible it's like Mm -hmm. for both of them to get people off their back trying to marry them off yeah and i mentioned this when we were watching yesterday it reminded me a bit of the premise of the holiday um and I can't remember exactly why they both agreed <laughs> to date <laughs> in the holiday. I know she wants dates for, maybe they just both want dates for these holiday gatherings so that people will stay off their back. So it's like a similar thing. Yeah. And then you said you were reminded of 27 Dresses, sort of. Yeah, just in the, okay, so 27 Dresses is a bunch of weddings over many years, but I like mm-hmm. the recurring montage of all the different style wedding invitations Mm -hmm. that were uh taped behind a door in asha's place behind like a closet door Mm -hmm. in asha's place on a refrigerator in ravi's place and Mm -hmm. on a whole like beautiful like wall wall (laughs) length collage in yeah. <laughs> Asha's like, mom's house almost like a shrine like she's yeah. got a pegboard with like um like decorative fabric on it and they're all artfully arranged because mm-hmm. <laughs> she's just fucking excited for the season she loves the wedding season so they agree that they are going to be each other's dates to all these weddings and Asha brings her laptop to mm-hmm. each wedding at least in the beginning before she gets into it and it's because she has this huge account that she's trying to land she's trying Mm -hmm. to get investment for microloans in singapore Mm -hmm. Uh, so i don't know i don't know exactly who it is that she's pitching it to i was unclear of like I think that's like, um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's just fine. accept this. <laughs> they yada, they yada yada that, but she does yeah. one presentation that is not impressive because she's too focused on the numbers and there's no like story there. There's no heart there. I want to know if any business person actually talks like that. I don't think so. I think they only care about the numbers. Yeah. So I think she was yeah. right in the first place. Yeah. But she's going to get a second chance because her boss pulls some strings and gets them to agree to come back and hear a revised pitch. Mm -hmm. Which like when you're potentially going to invest in this, this business that does micro loans, Mm -hmm. um, are you really going to be like a hard ass that the numbers aren't like good enough? You know, I don't know that that really if anything, I feel like the 
the struggle with a company that does something like this would be to show that it's not just like a bleeding heart endeavor that doesn't reap any kind of rewards i feel like focusing on the numbers would be like for the investors would be a good thing to do maybe like for the public right your marketing that goes to people who might be like smaller donors Mm -hmm. that kind of storytelling would be very valuable but i don't know i also don't know anything about like micro lending and angel angel investment and yeah the nonprofit world in general so well i'm not sure that any of the writers of of this movie did either (laughs) okay that's fair that's fair (laughs) um so yeah she's spending the summer overwhelmed preparing for her second pitch which is sort of like her last chance and the stakes are raised it's implied that the other two people in her office are also at risk um but as she goes to the summer of weddings you know the feelings become real (laughs) she and Rami really start enjoying each other's company um the only people that are aware that the relationship is fake at this point are Ravi's friend Yoshi and her sister and her sister's fiance and her boss and her assistant (laughs) unclear what the white lady's role is yeah (laughs) she She fills the role of white lady she seemed like an underling at first and then she like really kind of reads her for filth toward the end in a way that was not underlingish so I was a little confused yeah so she is going to this party mm-hmm. with her boss for reasons a wedding for reasons for seeking investor reasons i don't know networking hobnobbing <laughs> rubbing elbows <laughs> and she tells ravi that she has a sinus infection so she can't go to this wedding that they were going to and then she goes up to the dj booth because the dj is really good and she's like oh i wonder if they do weddings because my sister, my sister needs a DJ. Needs a DJ. And she goes and it's uh it's Ravi. Ravi is the famous <laughs> DJ Spellbound, <laughs> which it took me a while to realize that he was DJ Spellbound because he was the spelling bee champion. Did I you just now realize? <laughs> just realized that because I know they were like, oh, funny name. And I'm like, why? yeah, why I is it funny? Names. Yeah, no, I had the same reaction. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up for me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah so uh okay <clears throat> he is dj spellbound so they get to talking and they are revealing a lot about like their deep inner selves and mm. being disappointments to their families but like standing fully in the truth of who they are mm-hmm. and they talk a little bit about what they actually want and then there's an almost kiss like such a close almost kiss mm-hmm. that I called bullshit on the fact that he would have stopped it just because yeah. Yoshi brought out the lasers that he asked him not to. They were like their lips were like were touching. <laughs> They're like mil- mere millimeters from each other. Yeah. Um yeah. So they do end up actually dating, but it's like mm-hmm they're gonna continue telling the people who know that they're fake dating Mm -hmm. so it's like real dating fake dating real dating layers yes going on um it's like uh if you watch the movie sucker punch i have never seen that oh god i i think that there was a summer that I watched that movie multiple times, mm-hmm. just trying to understand it. <laughs> okay. That that doesn't and sound promising. But in uh, it's Zack Snyder. Snack Snyder is like style, but like no goddamn sense. Mm-hmm. So in Sucker Punch, there are like multiple levels of reality. There's like okay, there's reality, and then there's a slightly more fantastical reality where the people in 
the mental asylum see themselves as dancers in a okay. bravo maybe i don't remember and, and then i just say that there's someone we love in this movie and that is who? vanessa hudgens <laughs> oh was a sucker punch also oscar isaac believe it okay, or not i i gotta i gotta rewatch sucker punch the soundtrack yeah. is really good so there's like the the bravo <clears throat> level mm-hmm. of reality like the this delusion that the main character is having and then there's a third hyper fantastical like video game level okay. of reality so so there's like multiple levels of deception happening there's mm. the reality where they're just fake dating and the reality where they're real dating and the reality where they're real dating but not right yeah with the parents yeah I don't know. I just really wanted to talk about sucker punch. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so it all kind of comes to a head when she does her pitch for Singapore again. It goes extremely well. Mm-hmm. She texts her sister to say, I have news. Mm-hmm. Her mom reads this text over the sister, not over the sister's shoulder. She like picks it up off the table and reads yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, filled um, me with rage. Yeah. Assumes that it means she's become engaged. Because that's the only thing that someone could possibly be happy about. Right. So she invites the future in-laws over. The whole fam family is there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Asha and Ravi show up. And they're like, what the fuck's happening? And they're like, congratulations. Surprise. And they're like, oh, no. See, the thing is, she was just getting this promotion. And she's going to move to London as a result. And her sister is like a real bitch about it. Like, why didn't you tell me? And you, when were you going to tell me? And she's like, right now. That's what this this was. was. (laughs) And then she also was like, I think she outs their fake dating. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? We've made it this far without talking about the sister very much. I guess we have to now, don't we? Yeah. Okay. So Priya is going through her own planning for her nuptials to um, Nick. Who has to be the dumbest neurosurgeon (laughs) to ever (laughs) exist. A bumbling fool. He's your textbook dipshit. (laughs) He is such a dipshit. Oh God, he he at one point says, keep calm and curry on. And then he's like, I don't know why I said that. It's like, yeah, I don't know why you said that either. No, we know why. Because he's a white guy. <laughs> like, yeah. He's very eager to like call his mother-in-law mom. And, <laughs> and she's not into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, just what I like to call doing the most while doing the least yes yes (laughs) that is an extremely appropriate way to what term for that yeah um so yeah he's there at this blessed occasion when priya outs them too Mm -hmm. and then he like comes running out and says like the alu gobi's on fire or something Mm -hmm. um now i'm trying to remember like what even happens after that so okay they have the big blowout that we are so now we're up to speed where we find out that he did not graduate from mit he dropped out and he's actually a dj Mm -hmm. and um we find out that he has been placing these well we already knew this part because he told asha about it he has been placing these big catering orders through Mm -hmm. a charitable organization that he created Mm -hmm. to like order food from his parents restaurant to give to like homeless shelters Mm -hmm. and to help his parents business stay afloat which I guess I hadn't thought that there's like a weird ethical thing about that but it's it's basically like how he wants to spend his money he wants to help his family and also help other people so that's yeah and I think he had tried to be straightforward with his family and they were like not interested in him yeah helping his dad in particular is very proud and also quite cruel to him i think like calls him a bum yeah and he's not a bum he is a internationally (laughs) 
<laughs> internationally known international DJ. Yeah. <laughs> and Facebook millionaire. <laughs> I just now realize you're in a bathrobe. <laughs> yeah, I have been the whole time. <laughs> it's got my uh it's monogrammed. It was a wedding. Oh <laughs> that's so southern white lady of you. Yeah. Um I think this is maybe like the eighth time I've worn it ever. Mm. I like could not get warm after going ice skating. So I've been wearing this for some time. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Asha finds out she puts two and two together that like he said, you know, all those orders that you're getting from Red Star, those are my initials. I'm Red Star. And she's mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. Red Star was the additional investor that came out of nowhere and gave us more money mm-hmm. and was part of why I got the promotion. So then she gets really mad that her boyfriend gave money to her very worthy cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can kind of get it in the sense that, like, she wants to feel like she earned this and did this for herself. Yeah. But when he, his explanation is that, like, her pitch was good. And yeah, it worked he legitimately him. wanted to invest in it. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, like, about, it, w- it was about the charitable action. It wasn't about charity for her. Mm-hmm. Like, he perfectly thought she was capable of. Yeah doing what she needed to do um so i can't exactly remember what happens between then and the sister's wedding do you know (laughs) Mm. so asha's getting ready to move to london vaguely we don't see her like packing or anything yeah we see her living her life and it's kind of like a sad like we're broken up montage but not really like not a lot happens we get to the wedding Yeah, we and, get to the wedding. And Priya is missing. Mm-hmm. Priya this entire time has not seemed stoked to get married and has seemed unwilling to communicate with her fiance. Like, hey, you shouldn't do all this. It's like really awkward. Um, you're not good at speaking Hindi. Honestly, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense because you're a no- neurosurgeon who should be able to learn very complex things but yeah. you keep like calling me a dead onion when you mean to call me darling kind of uh-huh. thing yeah yeah um and so nobody Priya- can find her yeah <laughs> at the venue so where is she she is in a uh closet drinking pinot grigio <laughs> straight out of the bottle yeah and for some reason Asha takes it upon herself to plagiarize a speech that Ravi had previously given her mm-hmm. to pep talk her sister into marrying this dipshit white guy <laughs> for reasons that I can't fathom. Do you have ideas as to why she thinks this is a good idea? Nope. I hear the dipshit referred to as like, he used to be like this really like low key fun guy, but mm-hmm. like we see that never right and we also see communication between them never and we also see yoshi um his his dj partner yeah be like hey yo that's your fake girlfriend and they like pull up on them on the street (laughs) and then he's like your sister's still engaged or yeah (laughs) yeah so like if i were writing this i would have had them not get married and have Priya get with Yoshi. Yeah. That's and what I was hoping would happen. Some of that sweet, dorky DJ loving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she talks Priya into going ahead with it. And I then, mean, oh, go ahead. But what was it like the, the fear and love thing? Yeah. It was like everybody's, everybody's scared. You have to, let your love be stronger than your fear or, or something like yeah. that. But do you know? I mean, that's not the code that I live by. <laughs> it's not the code that I live by either. <laughs> but I have a mental illness that makes everything feel like an emergency. So. 
Yeah. I have a mental illness that makes all my emotions incredibly heightened. So it tends to not work out in my favor when I'm like unabashedly true to my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so she tells Priya to be unabashedly true to her heart. So she goes forth, but then suddenly Nick can't be found. And she's like waiting at the end of like, she's waiting at the altar. Oh, go ahead. We're skipping. We're skipping when, um, Asha is like, I got to do something real quick. Oh yeah. I totally forgot that. Yeah. Yeah, She has an epiphany while talking to her speech. Yeah. While trying to like get her (laughs) sister to marry this dipshit instead of being like, you don't have to do this, hon. Like we can go and get sloppy Joe fries. Like it's fine. (laughs) You should, Um, this was a time when she should have been like, I blew up my engagement. You can. Yeah. You can too. Yeah. So (laughs) So she runs to find Nick at the restaurant because apparently that's the only place that he could possibly be. To find Ravi at the restaurant. What what name did I say? Nick. Is that the, is that the, okay. So she runs, (laughs) sorry. She runs to find Ravi at his family's restaurant and he is talking to a woman and she thinks it's a date clearly. And uh she i respect so much that even though she thinks that he is on a date she goes into this whole romantic speech about everything that he taught her and then is like he is a great man woman i don't know like (laughs) you're very lucky to be on a date with this wonderful kind smart giving compassionate man millionaire dj (laughs) millionaire dj with an amazing right loft <laughs> it is really a really amazing apartment <laughs> yes it's like lofts can be so sterile mm-hmm. people who live in lofts tend to like that <laughs> the soulless look um <laughs> um but uh it's like so cozy yeah and tasteful and cool anyway very eclectic uh, just like him so tell me how nick rolls up to this wedding tell me the meg experience of this scene yeah okay what what was going on in your body (laughs) (laughs) instant diarrhea (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so the whole her whole family is down there at the altar and they're like well where is nick and Asha's like, well, uh, when I was looking for you, he was asking for help with something. And her sister immediately starts yelling at her. And she's like, and you didn't help him? And she should have been like, bitch, you were drinking Pinot Grigio in the closet <laughs> at that time. I was looking for your ass. But she was like, oh, I'm sorry. And then you hear like a, a commotion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I knew him instantly, viscerally, that he was going to do some kind of a grand entrance. And I was really, really worried that it was going to be on an actual elephant. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is better or worse, probably better from an animal cruelty standpoint that it was like a little Volkswagen bus decorated. There was already enough suffering from us (laughs) without having to also also drag an animal into this. So Dr. Dipshit is wearing a, a turban, brandishing a sword up through the sunroof of this Volkswagen bus that has been decorated to look like an elephant. He's toot tooting the horn, coming down the aisle. And uh, then he gets out and he makes a speech. He puts the sword in the ground. Yeah. And he's making the speech in Hindi. And the subtitles indicate that it makes no sense at all, that he's saying really weird things. Everyone's laughing. And then Priya comes up to him and he's like, oh, I did a big thing and you didn't want me to do a big thing. And I gave the speech and you didn't want me to give the speech. And she's like, it was perfect. And I'm like, what? How? Why? He literally just said, I know that you told me to do the exact opposite of these things that I just did. 
Mm-hmm. But I did them anyway. Because I wanted to. For because, me. Because I wanted to do the most <laughs> while doing the least. <laughs> and she's like, that's great. <laughs> what? No, it's not great, in my opinion. And then we basically just jump ahead to the reception, right? Mm-hmm. Where DJ Spellbound spinning some sweet tunes. Yeah. But um, he does he doesn't even get to get started because Pinky's nosy ass. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like takes the mic. Yeah. Pinky Auntie Did I remember the mic. that correctly? Yeah, she grabs the mic because they were saying, like, oh, uh, you know, give it up. We just did the toast, give it up for DJ Spellbound. And then she's like, No, I will not give it up for him. He's living a lie. He didn't graduate from MIT. And everyone's like, read the room here. It's not it's Priya and Dip- Dr. Yeah. Dipshit's wedding. Like, you need to this stop is not the time commandeering the reception. And then but, Ravid does not read the room. Correct. Not to be outdone. Tommy <laughs> <No. laughs> takes the mic. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Does he take the mic first or does Dinesh, his dad, take the mic? The All three of them take the mic at some point and are giving these like yeah. heartfelt speeches about and their then, own family who's not neither yeah. of the writer group. M- meanwhile, Asha and Priya's parents for the first time in the entire movie are trying to de-escalate a situation (laughs) yeah they're like this is neither the time nor the place pinky (laughs) citrus oh wow um and then it ends up being uh ravi giving an impassioned speech about how great asha is Mm -hmm. Um, and speaking his truth that he didn't graduate from MIT, he's just a DJ millionaire. Yeah. And then Such he and Asha... embarrassment. <laughs> I know, right? But you know, like sometimes you just have to be like honest about who you are, even if it's really disappointing. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> um, if I were a millionaire DJ, my parents would be thrilled yeah mine too (laughs) uh yeah imagine being a millionaire in any format and my parents not being happy about that um and then his his date was not his date is there Uh and it's like that's my cousin (laughs) which he could have said right off the bat yeah could have also, Asha, why did, this is my cousin. Yeah, he could have done that. Or she could have asked about the picture when she saw the picture of them in his tasteful loft. Mm-hmm. Um, so then is there anything else that happens before we kind of get the epilogue? There's dancing. Yeah, there's a dance number, which I enjoyed. Um, but basically, he is going back on tour. Mm-hmm. And she's moving to London. And so then they just have this sort of international lifestyle and they are both living in London. I assume assume so. Because in the epilogue, we see them together. Yeah. And uh, clearly they're happy. And it ends with Asha saying that she looks... So she's saying everything that was in the fake profile, Mm -hmm. including that she looks she loves weddings and looks forward to having her own grand wedding but she ends it with maybe so I don't read that as a happy for now so much as like they don't necessarily uh plan to stick to tradition yeah in any way that they're just going to continue doing their own thing so um yeah Meg uh I want to talk about the clothes and the dancing a little bit but yeah what other thoughts do you have did we cover it all? The dipshit <laughs> really like brought the whole vibe down. Yeah, that was a real mood killer. Um, I guess the only thing that I haven't mentioned is that the actor who plays Asha's dad, uh, Vijay Rizwan Manji, he you would recognize him from Shit's Creek. He plays mm-hmm. Ray, and he's a delight on Shit's Creek. He's an absolute delight in this movie, and I was like wait, why are they working so hard to try to make him look 
old. Like it was clearly fake gray in his hair. Mm-hmm. And it's because he's 17 years older than the than the woman who's playing his daughter. He's like <laughs> really too young to have been cast in that role. He could have been like a romantic lead, I feel, but anyway. <laughs> um, that's just me, maybe. Yeah, let's talk about the outfits and let's talk about the dancing. Yeah, every look that Asha shows up at a wedding too is incredible and even like her work attire is really good I like that Mm -hmm. coat that she's wearing at the second pitch Mm -hmm. um if I can find a picture if I can find any images of the fashion of this movie we'll link them in the show notes but um I first she had this like slamming body yeah yeah and there are so many bright colors I like the way that she and Ravi were sort of coordinated Mm -hmm. but not and like you saw more of you saw the relationship grow through the dancing like the very first like kind of they have a conversation at a wedding that is um between a Hindu and a Muslim and their parents are not there they give Mm -hmm. a speech about how their parents are not there because they are not supportive and uh but that they are the loves of each other's lives asha gets really worked up about that and she starts crying it makes you think that it was something like that that happened with krish but i think that it's just like her showing that she does long for that kind of love in her life Mm -hmm. um and then that is the first time that she and ravi really like have fun at one of these weddings and they what is it that the mom says Sunita says they went from fizzle to sizzle. Yeah. So it's the first one where they're they were really like, okay, let's just like have a good time at this wedding. And, yeah. And then we see them just like dancing up a storm at every mm-hmm. wedding since I'm with a new amazing outfit. And then we get the invitations m- motif coming back where she right. seems more excited every time that she pulls one off of the closet door. Mm-hmm right and they just have great chemistry they do i think that my favorite outfit is like the royal blue one. Oh, that was so good i wish i could remember it more clearly her wedding outfit was beautiful you love that olive green jumpsuit the boiler yeah. suit that she Give was me wearing that boiler suit <laughs> <laughs> reddit has our backs okay oh she had that beautiful red dress that yes. was like a v-neck with like wide yeah. sleeves yes like an open back kind of mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's hard to google <laughs> wedding season outfits yeah wedding season <laughs> is not a very like googleable phrase no um but anywho just they were amazing yeah so so who do you think is the worst half i think that it's just gonna have to be asha because she's not a millionaire successful international dj (laughs) and like you know like most of us aren't so that's like a tough tough hurdle to clear but what do you think yeah it's her but it's because she was mad at him for being a millionaire dj and giving to a charitable organization yeah and supporting her in her career when her previous partner didn't okay lots more stills i found on this website called spotter so i'm going to put that in the show notes ravi was no slouch either he looks great in navy Mm-hmm. I liked his little like uh stereotypical dude bro like t-shirt and a blazer outfits. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's like up your alley. <laughs> you like those outfits. I know. It's a <laughs> it's a shameful thing that I have to live with. <laughs> um any other categories that you want to cover? Do you have an honorable sizzle? I feel like the movie wants it to be Nick and some TikTok comments make me think that we maybe are in the minority. 
excuse me people like him yeah how why i don't know i don't know meg well i rebuke that i do too (laughs) uh yeah i i mean my honorable sizzle is the pairing that i wanted to happen which we've already talked about which is that i want priya to ditch nick's dr dipshit ass Mm -hmm. and and just try out yoshi for a bit yeah at least admire yoshi yeah if if this were a series i would want yoshi to be book two yeah i agree i want to know how he got wrapped up in this whole like dj charity endeavor like what Mm -hmm. his own dreams does he always want to be dj spellbound sidekick or does he want to have his own thing going on like i i i don't know i feel like that i wanted to see more of him and less of nick <laughs> yeah that's how we I had allocated so many that questions time. yeah i'm sending you a link to the like red carpet premiere pictures for this movie i love what i don't know what her actual <laughs> name is but the woman who plays asha I love her, her, she's got like a leotard sort of under a yeah. polka dot, sheer black, Victorian-ish. Like Pallavi Sharda and Suraj Sharma. Okay. Sharma is our hero. Okay. So, They yeah. look good together. I know. They really do. And um, he's 29. So I'm just gonna go be sick. Everyone was very casual on this red carpet. <laughs> How so? Oh, I see that. Do you see the the redhead, the token white lady? <gasps> the white lady's wearing literal keds. She's wearing literal keds, a tank top, and a pink like linen skirt. The Hi. guy who plays Dinesh looks like like dad on vacation (laughs) it's giving dad on vacation (laughs) wow yeah and the guy who plays her bosses i think is just wearing like a polo yeah but she looks amazing she she served she understood yeah (laughs) she rose to the occasion oh wow they were cash that makes me that kind of makes me mad because it makes me wonder if Netflix just threw a more casual red carpet for them than they would literally anything else. Yeah, because you'd think it would be like almost like as a wedding, like the party should have been like a wedding. Yeah. And so therefore people should be wearing more black tie. Mm-hmm. That's just oh, we have to talk about our favorite wedding in oh, okay. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I think we have a mutual shared favorite yeah. wedding. Yeah, there was, was one the, wedding that was the Hindu Jewish wedding. That I so, please, I want to go to a Hindu Jewish wedding. That looks so fun. It's like the two most fun wedding cultures. <laughs> it's like a best of both worlds situation. <laughs> the yeah. food would be amazing. The food would be amazing. And it was like an interesting foil sort of to the wedding that we see later, which is the the Hindu Muslim wedding. Yeah. Which was, <clears throat> there was, I guess, more a sense of like animosity. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the Hindu Jewish wedding, there was a rabbi and I don't know if he would be considered a priest. I'm showing my ass here. I don't know. But anyway, there were two officiants of the ceremony representing each of the faiths. Uh, so I don't know if this is who would be a wedding officiant, but uh, Pujari is a Hindu temple priest and a Purohit performs duties similar to a chaplain in Christianity. I'm literally reading off of Wikipedia. Mm. Um, so I would love to go down this deep dive. Yeah because I am very interested in comparative world religions. So another thing that made me think of Ms. Marble was that Hindu Muslim wedding and mm-hmm. the animosity with those families because Ms. Marble uh, heavily 
talks about partition. Okay. And I learned the most that I'd ever learned about partition from this show and from uh, media that was made after the show, like explaining partition more Mm. in depth. Uh, So I learned so much about Daisy culture and the, the kind of shared trauma that Pakistani families have. Mm. And just like also the discourse around Ms. Marvel, there was a lot of anger because uh, an Indian actor got cast to play a Pakistani and then there were Daisy people responding saying like this is like a stupid thing to be upset about like we all literally were the same country at one point and like there's been so much pain and suffering that like we don't need to feed into that and it's just such a complex issue yeah how like the religious divide and how like that was fed into by the British Mm -hmm. continues to have repercussions in Daisy culture to this day yeah uh so uh my my homework assignment for this movie is if you haven't seen Miss Marvel you should go watch it but also you should go learn about partition because it's definitely not something that we were ever taught about in school no, and not at it all. is uh it's fascinating how it continues to have repercussions but it also makes sense because it wasn't that long ago and it was like a horrific forced migration of millions of people mm-hmm. and families were torn apart and it's wild so even in this like very like fun colorful movie you still get glimpses of that yeah which makes me feel like it's just so deeply entrenched in the culture that like you can't have south asian media without a hint of that Mm -hmm. right yeah it wasn't even something that i was aware of until the first season of queer eye or the reboot one of the um so tan france is Mm -hmm. in a closet with one of the guys that they're making over and he makes a comment about this is probably the first time that a pakistani and an indian guy have been in the closet together (laughs) (laughs) and i was like oh really like why i didn't understand why that would be and so that's when i fell down like a rabbit hole but before that i had no idea of anything about it yeah, I literally had no idea that they had been the same country at some point mm-hmm. and were divided. Like, I'd heard previously that there was animosity between India and Pakistan, and mm-hmm. I did not know why. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, I didn't seek it out. Yeah. So, <sighs> homework. Homework. Is okay. there anything else you want to talk about with this movie? I want the Snyder cut that does not have nick in it <laughs> but that's a perfect world <laughs> yeah i and like if there were going to be a sequel i would love to see wedding season two with them actually getting married and then mm-hmm. you see the illuminantes butting in <laughs> and the um overbearing parents on both sides and <laughs> maybe asha's turn to have some kind of secret that she mm. keeps from ravi uh, that that's what I would want to see but sure yeah all right Netflix you heard her you heard the yeah, woman that's that's what I would like to see please and thanks um <laughs> and more of this more of this kind of like fake dating fake relationship movie and less of whatever the fuck Purple Hearts was yeah okay so <laughs> what it I I cannot bring myself to watch it. Neither can I. And at first I was like, ooh, anytime that there's like romance media, mm-hmm. I'm immediately intrigued. Plus, I want to know about the the main actor who is also in Red, White, and Royal Blue. I want to yeah, see. Yeah, he's gonna be Henry. Yeah, I want to see what's up. But I have just seen little little clips on instagram and uh it's looking like a a big no-go for me (laughs) yeah yeah i don't i actually don't want those images in my head when i think of my (laughs) beloved henry so um i don't want to think of my beloved henry saying those words 
What words? Doing those apps, just like things like very earnestly, unironically calling her a snowflake and saying, you snowflakes think <gasps> that blah, blah, blah. Oh no, you. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you've managed to live under a rock, Purple Hearts is basically like a fake marriage military propaganda romance uh, with oh, a liberal God. Latina woman and a conservative white man. And guess which one of them ends up bending the most and having <laughs> to change their views? Oh, God. Because if you That's guess worse. it's a white man, you're wrong. <laughs> That's worse than I expected. Yeah, it, it, it's like a both sides romance, but really it's like, and the reason that she fake that she marries him is because she needs health insurance because she's diabetic, and that in itself <laughs> should should be like maybe they should rethink putting that in like a USA USA propaganda movie because why does she need to marry someone she doesn't know like marriage first she needs to be alive oh god (laughs) that's pretty bad oh big yikes the biggest (laughs) okay so if you this is your new segment suggestion if you were going to give this a three-word Netflix description that they do in their screensaver, what would you do? Um, okay. Let's see. Is, is romantic comedy one? You could do that. Okay. But, and then there has to be something like about family. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, <laughs> I want to say secret millionaire, but that's not, that's not right. Uh, let's see. Okay. Romantic comedy, fake dating, family hijinks. Mm-hmm. I like okay. that. What do you have different ones? I, I was going to say vibrant, um, family drama. Okay. And I haven't come up with a third one yet. Um, I feel like I want to say something about it being low angst, mm. but not with those words. Feel good. Feel good. Per- that would be in a Netflix description. Yeah. I like the flash one because it was like slick superhero and explosive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever described something as explosive that wasn't diarrhea. <laughs> Well, like Barry Allen does need to eat like 10,000 calories a day or something to keep up with his um, metahuman metabolism. Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah. All right. That's all that. <laughs> if you've made it this far. <laughs> You're a devoted listener. We thank you. And we love you. Uh you can find us on Instagram at makeoutalreadypod, on Twitter at makeout underscore already. You can slide into our DMs, uh, follow us on TikTok. We do not post there. <laughs> we have, but I'm going to keep promoting it. And uh, we have merch and you can buy it to help us pay for our Zoom account. <laughs> We love you. <laughs> we love you. And also pre-order my book, How That Makes You Feel by El Diaz. Link will be in the show notes. Uh, until next time, air kisses. <laughs>